The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The bad seed, the broken ain't the bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad lock, bad do, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. So I hope you're digging the FOTB retro pods for all on a bench style. So these are shows that go way back in my career. This one's been from April of 98. And I just think these things are just badass. They are gold. I was digging around my crib, the Pharrell Palatia, looking for my career and all of the tapes and all the CDs and all of the killer material and shows and laughs and interviews and crazy stuff that I've done in my life on the radio. And I just thought it was fantastic when I scored. I felt like Jed Clampett when I found them all. So I thought I'd play them for you. And I know you're digging it, right? So this show, part two, I start going off on this Knicks Heat game where it was on NBC, the NBA, and uh, they blew this call on an Allen Houston tip-in that would have won the game. And I go ballistic on this broadcast and how the refs screwed it all up. Plus, I get into a little Ducks-Avs game from the NHL. I talked with my buddy Brad Hirsch on that. And then uh, Pete Sirica, a longtime colleague and friend from the Steel City, he comes on and talks about the Pirates and Penguins. And we get into all of that. And then I even talk about a crazy prison break in the Everglades with some guys. Mom, like, drove a semi through the prison gates and, and there were, like, two drownings in Huntington Beach that I talk about on this broadcast. So all kinds of chaos. Get into it. Enjoy it. These are really old shows. And I think they're absolutely sickening badass. So I hope you dig it. FOTB Retro, April 98. Get some. Hey, let's get this dude up. Tom in D.C. on the bench. Hey, what's up, for real? What's shaking, dude? I didn't know it was you. Yeah, you know. Jesus, you go. I mean, uh, Anderson, you could at least prepare me for the... I'm like, I would never call anyone in D.C. Thomas. So I called him Tom, thinking that it wasn't him, because I only know the eagle. Let's start this over. Hold on. It's not the Eagle? No, it's Thomas. And I think you should have, It's uh, Thomas that I love. I love Thomas. And I think about whoever answers the phone and uh, mess you up like that, I think you should have him killed, man. Dude, you're the funniest dude in, in the world in terms of, like, well, I know that you just like to uh, chug drinks and chase chicks. Just about, just, uh, you know, come on the air and just spread hate. Wax up and hate. I mean, who do you hate today? I want to talk about Carmelo, Malone, man. What up? All right, first, first of all, in the game he had 56 points in against, the, against Golden State, the worst team in the league. I, I heard he, uh, he, he did something to Donnyard Marshall and broke his ribs or something like that during that same game. I mean, all I know is that uh, 
you know, he slammed Robinson, and then it, then he went out and had 56, or maybe that was before the game. All I know is that what was it? It was after, but he got suspended for one game. But that was the next night. He was it the next night that he burned uh, Warriors for 56. I think it was two nights before. Uh, okay, the, there you go. Then I, I don't know anything about that. Before he knocked out uh, David Robinson. I mean, and, and the worst part is how he's going to go visit him in the hospital and say he cares about him after he just you know gave him a blatant elbow. Like yeah, but I, I've never seen an NBA player. Um, on his own, without a posse and without a limo and without all this fancy stuff. I mean, the guy literally jumped in a cab and went down there on his own fruition and went up. And, and I'm sure that David Robinson could care less about seeing him. But the guy went in and made – I thought it was really uh, different. I thought it was unique that the guy went and apologized. I've never heard of anything like that in the NBA. It's just uh, it's just uncommon. And something else, what did you think about Allen Houston uh, winning that game last night? The Knicks I – mean, Yesterday, and the uh, officials in Miami were on the take trying to uh, – yeah, they screwed him. There's no doubt that the – I mean, it, there's just no doubt that the bucket was good. I mean, there's not a person alive that saw that that thinks that uh, – you can't tell me that he won. I, you know, it's ridiculous. They keep trying to throw this series off on me as if it matters. Um, they try to play like the Heat and the Knicks have some kind of rivalry. What they have is two lousy teams. Who can't they, shoot. And they're not going to win Jack. I mean, you're not going to win an NBA title with a guy like Alonzo Mourning that loses his mind every time he plays a game. The guy gets in a fight now about three nights a week. He's just completely uh, – I just don't think he can focus enough because he's too immature. The guy's an idiot. I, I mean, let's face it. He gets in a fight every night. He'll, he'll, he tries to punch guards. And the thing about Alonzo Warner, when he was at Georgetown, he used, to, he used to hang around the convicted drug dealers when he was at Georgetown. I don't know anything about that, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I'll say this. I know Georgetown rocks, so I know that after games, uh, put it this way. I can talk about your D.C. team. The, the Wizards are the perfect example of a team that sucks. Okay, look, look at Weber and Howard, how much money they make. I got no trouble with the money they make, but I got a trouble uh, spot in me when I start hearing about how they want to um, – you know, he doesn't want Howard to get dealt. He says if Howard gets dealt, he's leaving. He said he came there just to play with him. And then he told him to get Spreewell the other day. And all I have to say is this. Dude, you have no say. You haven't won crap in seven years. He is, you know, he's one of the guys that called timeout with Michigan. And he's been in the pros and he's done nothing. He's had uh, mean faces after dunks. What is that? I know that's all he does. And basically, I mean, since the Wizards has been losing, I mean, I just... I'm about to, you know, just go off about that. Dude, that team should have been in the playoffs five years ago. I mean, every year for the last three years, they should have won 40 games, and they got nowhere near it. I mean, let's face it. They have not played well together. I don't care how much they like each other. Get rid of one of them. This is not, um, uh, uh, you know, a slumber party with these dudes being buddies. What is this crap about he wants to play with his friend? That's like um, hearing about how guys want to play in certain towns and not others. Screw you, dickhead. You're going to make the money. I'm sick of hearing about how dudes want to play where they want to play or they're not going to go. Well, then don't go then. See you later. Boom. Fired. Get someone else. I got no patience for dudes that start calling the shots when I'm going to carve them a check for $8 million. Dude, I'd play for the Clippers if that's what the deal was. I mean, look at Jim Leland. You don't see him running. He makes good money. He got a crappy team. They stripped him down. He's left with nothing. You don't see him walking. Why is it that all the brothers have to start uh, complaining about their situations in the NBA? First of all, the NBA is boring. When are people going to realize that watching an NBA game is worse than going to a dentist? And the NHL is becoming fivefold worse than that. I kid you not that I'm the biggest hockey fan in the world. I don't even like watching the games anymore, and that's a bad day. And I'm starting to like enjoy watching soccer. All right, it only took me about an hour to get... Um, Brad Hirsch on, he's at the 
Pond, and then I'm going to get Pete Sirka next at the Three Rivers after the Pirates lost. But Brad, what's up, dude? Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm cool. We had uh, Jim Leland on tonight. That that uh, made my evening, and then I had a piece of pizza after six cups of Java, and now I got diarrhea. Nice. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. That's very good for so you. So the Avalanche have lost six straight games. They are absolutely collapsing. And I heard that the finger pointing has started. Yeah, I guess it's not uh, It's not too pretty. I will find out a little more. Look, they're still ahead here, one nothing. And uh, how did that we'll go see down? What happens in the in the locker room tonight? Who scored? Uh, Alexei Guzarov got his fourth. All right. So uh, do they look like a team that's uh, lost six in a row? They look uh, lousy. No, what? You know, they just. They look okay. I mean, they don't look they don't look bad. But remember who they're playing. I mean, they're playing a team that's going to make them look good no matter what. Should they worry about Patrick Roy breaking down in terms of uh, when he's not happy? All of a sudden, uh, he wants out. Yeah, he. You know, he is a bit of a mental case. Oh uh, well, the Ducks just scored there to tie it up. So that's sure that's going to make Waz night. But real quick, you know what? They, when Waz gets upset, he obviously becomes a bit of a mental case, and you saw that in uh, back there in Montreal. So we'll have to see how this plays out. There's only a few more games left until the playoffs, and they've got to pull it together. They really have no choice. Brett Severin just scored. So, uh, but the you know, well, man, I'm out of here, and I will talk to you after the period. All right, that was cool though, that they scored. Brent Severin scored right then, and that's what the, you heard all the noises. Let's go to uh, Pete Sirka at Three Rivers in Pittsburgh. No noise here, though. Hey, what's up, dude? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Hey, the Florida Marlins broke a club record 11-game losing streak tonight with a 7-2 victory over the Bucks here at Three Rivers. Rookies, first baseman Derek Lee and pitcher Andy Larkin were the difference for the Marlins tonight. Lee belted his, uh, second, or his second grand slam of the season in the third inning, part of a six-run third inning for the Fish. And Larkin only allowed two runs and eight hits in his uh, seven innings. Yeah, it was, it was great that you got uh, Leland on with me. And uh, it was great to have Jim on on the bench earlier tonight. And now, um, when you were dealing with him about it, um, I frankly can't believe he went on the way things have been going for him. Well, you know what? he uh, He's back in Pittsburgh and some familiar surroundings for him. You know, maybe there was a comfort factor there, even though they went, lost three out of the four games here, you know. He's staying over the week uh, or, or tomorrow right. night, tonight to uh, be with his family. And his little son was in the locker room, too, and uh, he was a very nice little kid. You know, it was just he, I think it was like being back home for him. So. I was talking to him about his kid and his family, and I used to live right behind him in Pittsburgh growing up and the house that he lives in now. And my dad obviously lives in a different place, but uh, uh, Leland seemed real happy that, you know, I was talking about his kid and everything. But uh, how about Derek Lee? Came over in the San Diego deal with, you know, the – Kevin Brown deal, and um, what is this kid? I mean, he's got tremendous talent. I mean, I, you've heard a lot about uh, some of the big names, but but Lee's a kid that obviously showed you some power tonight. Yeah, really, he, you don't hear too much about him. He's only batting 200, but he has four homers and 13 RBIs, and two of those homers have accumulated for eight of those RBIs. Two grand slams this year, and this is his rookie season. So, so. Lu Luisa got the loss, and the Pirates still win three or four. I mean, you got to be excited what you've seen out of Lamont's club for uh, as little uh, credit as they get and, and exposure uh, nationally. They, they go out and they, I think they just win with hustle. The Wise only went two and a third tonight. It's not a typical of him. He's normally a long inning producer for the Pirates. Last year he led the team in uh, innings pitched with 190. So he normally uh, goes five, six, seven innings for him, you know, and gives him a quality start every time. But, you know, the Pirates, uh, their tendency is to, uh, be relentless and just continue playing as a team, which is kind of coincidental uh, 
Pam Bonifay in the papers here was quoted as saying that he's not uh, quite happy with the Pirates' preparation so far this season. So he's been um, just a little bit uh, kind of uh, disappointed, slightly disappointed with the way they've started out so far. Is he just trying to get a... Um his own ego polished off by being in the papers or something? I don't know. He's the executive of the year from last year. Well, I don't care. I mean, I, you know, I, I think Cam Bonifay is a smart guy, and he's uh, uh, done a great job. But uh, I don't see the point in him coming out and talking about a team not being prepared when they're winning games. Uh, they fell to 7-6 and six now so far, and they go to face the Braves tomorrow, so they got a three-game set against them in, in Atlanta. So we'll see what happens after Lieber, that. Lieber's pitching against Millwood, and I'll bet he loses. Millwood's got stuff. Well, you know, the Braves, they just keep churning out pitchers left and right, you know, whether they uh, get them through uh, free agency or if they home grow them. Uh, it's just one of those kind of things that they uh, rich get richer. You had Ch- you had Chipper on last week when he hit the grand slam against them. They don't they don't play well against the Pirates. <laughs> Not when I'm there, anyway. So I mean, the Pirates don't play well against the Braves, and now they're going down there and uh, whatever. All right, Pete. Um, anything else? Yarmer Yager tonight, and he was doing a uh, little bit of a backpedal on the uh, on the situation with Kevin Constantine. Right, right. How- how he uh, really isn't having such a great time playing. And, by the way, he threw out the first pitch tonight, so there goes your broken hand theory. Well, all right, then. He doesn't have a broken hand. But that, I don't necessarily believe that a guy can't throw a baseball with a, with a fractured bone in his hand. What has happened since he – who slashed him last week? Just give me uh, the name. I, I think it was in the Ottawa game. I'm not 100% well, sure. Well, I think that he's playing with something wrong with him. I think he got hurt that, that game, and he's not talking about it because he's younger. Why would he tell? He, he lies to media dudes. For, for five years now, he's been telling media dudes he doesn't speak English. Meanwhile, the first thing he does after the game is go out with his girlfriend and get laid, and he goes to a bar and talks to 100 people. You know, whatever. He talks to the cops. He's got 100 speeding tickets. He has no trouble speaking English then. I love you, Pete. Sorry to hang up on you, but that happened. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Uh, Josh in Jersey. Yes, um, Pharrell, how you doing? Hey, brother, what happened? Uh, it, it must be crazy in New York with the Yankee yeah. Stadium story about the the pole falling. And I'm scared, you know, we might have some uh, illegal aliens. How, tell me about the damage. Did you see any of it? No, but I heard about, like, a 500-pound thing. Yeah. 
Went straight it, it, well, it, down the third base line, it crushed in the upper deck. Of, uh, I guess it crushed some seats. Put I it this way, if somebody was sitting there, they would have been uh, dead. I was supposed to be there. I mean, imagine if you were sitting there, you would have been dead. I mean, the thing came down 500 pounds, steel girder, you're dead. Yeah. It crushed you, cut you in half. I hope not. Uh, tell me about the Knicks. I, they got screwed last night. I think the Knicks are now eight, and they play yeah. the Bulls. They'll lose to the Bulls even if they were third. And and second of all, the Knicks stink. They did get screwed, but let's face it. I think they're in a position now where is there a chance that they could not even – could they blow this? No, they're in the playoffs, but – No, they're not definitely, but they're – I don't think they should be. They're not worthy. They suck. No, there's – the Wizards suck. Yeah, anyway, there's no doubt about that, but I mean – But they screwed the call. I mean, the Nets have been the better team this year in New York. There is uh, no doubt about it. Hold on a second, dude. You'll be up first again. i got to end the hour. 800 bench 29. We'll get you in. Just call. We'll get you in. Uh, Pharrell with you. I hate that that dude. I think I I hate him now. I'm not sure. Do you hate him yet? That guy. All right, Pharrell with you. Um, the best story of the weekend was those dudes that broke out of that prison. Their mom drove a semi truck. 58 year old woman drove a semi through uh, maximum security prison in at the Everglades down in Florida. She drove a semi through just, just the front of the rig. She didn't have a trailer on it. She drove a rig, like a Peterbilt, through like three layers of fences, broke this dude out with his buddy, and they were both in there doing 20. The one guy's been doing eight years. He's got two years left probably before he has a chance of getting out. She runs in, gets out. They catch her. The two goofballs get away. They get busted an hour later in Pompano, Florida, which is right by Boca Raton where I got a pad. And um, they got busted on the road. They were driving a car, and the cops spotted them. And they were driving around like normal folk. And they got busted because they tried to run the cops again. And then when they tried to get away, they killed a dude in a, in a wreck. And the wreck was so bad, they couldn't get out of the car, and the cops just lassoed them. And then they got pictures of these two goofballs in the cop cars covered in blood getting ready to go back. And now they're going to get life because they killed the dude. Murder, it was manslaughter. And, I mean, they're not even going to give manslaughter on it. They're going to give him uh, life. Manslaughter is when you don't mean it, kind of. But this dude is dead. I mean, what? In a similar situation, we had a, gar a car drive right through that tie place right next door over the weekend. Uh, what was that, man? Now, wait a minute. Somebody drove through the restaurant with a car? Yeah, I guess it was like a stolen car thing. You know, we watch them on TV all the time, live. Right. There was cops chasing him, and he didn't make the, the turn. Did you go by there? Is there a big hole? Yeah, we'll do it on the next smoke break. It's kick-ass. You mean to tell me there's a big hole in the restaurant? Yeah, and there's, like, stuff flying. Like well, I it leaves me with a big hole after I'm done eating it, so what's the difference? I'm thinking maybe the food will be better when they come back. Maybe. Maybe I'll get a little uh, bit of a tailpipe or something in my... If that happened during the week, we'd be dead, man. Out there smoking, you know, the car would I kill all of us. Dude, we are always out there in the pit, and it's right there by the injuries. Brett said that would be cool. That would be cool. Brett would enjoy seeing all of us die. Um, I just cannot imagine the Georgia um, tornadoes. Twelve tornadoes have touched down alone already there. It's like in April they have tornadoes. That's when I moved. I'm telling you, man, when one hit my house, I was out of there. I was in Cobb County. The thing hit my house. I was out of there. I don't know how many times I've told that story. Um, listen to this. Last week, we had two kids drown here in the same place where I live, Huntington Beach, California. 
Surf City. They've had one drowning in 19 years, but they had two drownings in one week. Listen to this. The first kid was bodyboarding. He, he got taken by a riptide. See ya. Second kid. And it's, it's horrible news. I'm not making fun of it. It's just horrific. Scary. I mean, imagine how scary it must be. Um, I've been out there in the, in the ocean where I've been swept, uh, you know, down the beach. It's crazy how the riptides can take. And if you're, you have no say. Even if you're a strong swimmer, you're dead. Okay, now look. The second kid's the story. This kid fell off the pier. Now, there is no way I'm going to believe for one minute that this kid wasn't tight roping over on top, crawled over the railing, trying to show off to his friends. I've never seen anybody even remotely come close to falling off of that thing, even if it was rocking. How do you fall past, like, concrete walls? I mean, you have to get on top of it. If you fell through the holes of the, you know, the, it's, like a, it's like a gate, a fence, but it's a huge concrete fence. So you'd have to crawl through the holes and literally someone either pushed this kid in, threw him in, or he was tightroping, showing off for his girlfriend. Because they all said he fell in and they were standing there. They couldn't do anything. And they were screaming for him to shed his clothing. And the kid went under. He had a heavy winter coat on and boots. And it's the ocean. And, and it's 50 degrees. But it's only 20, like 20 feet or 20 35 yards. feet deep. But it was in the middle of the same crap that the kid got yanked out in, dead, two days before. And so they never found either body. Oh, my God. And the parents stood out at the beach for three days. The family stood at the beach. They never went home. They stood at the beach waiting for the kid to wash up, one of them. One of them was 17. The other one was 19. I think the kid that was 19, the lifeguards say that every night of the year when they're in season, they're there till midnight. And this time the kid fell off at 1030 at night. And they said if they, we would have been there for another, if we would have been there a week later, we would have saved. They save everyone that goes over. They say that the lifeguards here are the best in the world and they come from all over Asia and the Middle East, wherever, to train from these dudes. They're so good. It's like Baywatch. That's how intense it is. I've seen five-year-olds out there in training classes. I mean, they that this is lifeguard city, as if that's like your goal in life. So if you're doing it, you say like, Last week, they weren't around for two of them. But they did pull out two of the other kids that were drowning with the kid that drowned. The bodyboarders. The, the bodyboarders the body at the shoreline that riptided, two of them got yanked out. The third kid they couldn't find. And that just scared. I thought I'd tell you about it. I mean, uh, NBC admits now that they were wrong in leaving the game. I said earlier tonight that was the worst thing I've ever seen. The game, the tip-in on the Houston tip, they immediately left the game. It was like... The basket's no good. Good night from, you know, it's like, see ya. Boom. I was like, dude, you are the worst. You guys are so cheesy. And then the network, the head of the network, this guy's talking, okay, like the spokesman for NBC comes on and says, we probably made a mistake. No, jackass, you did. What is this probably stuff? You're going to have a press conference to admit you're wrong and then come in with a probably? Probably nothing, dude. A, the Knicks won. B, you guys left the game the minute it was good. The rest of the game sucked. The end of that game was great when it was controversy. And they left to show us teams warming up and, and Bill Walton standing at the half court or whatever uh, with the TV lights on with a corner shot from a camera up in the corner. We're here. We'll be back with the opening lineup. 
no, no, no. This is why I got to tell you. I hate the NBA. There you go. This, this league is so fooling everybody. The only reason that everybody watches the NBA is because every brother in America watches the NBA. And that's the only time they ever get ratings from men. Let me tell you something. Okay? You want to segregate? You want to talk about different ethnic? Listen to this. Women watch TV and will keep it on the same channel all day. And they'll put up with commercials. Guys click like crazy. Guys watch sports and they watch news. They watch like headline news and sports. I'm reading this survey the other day about um, literally in the Wall Street Journal about what they watch. And like what guys, I can watch women's shows. I, I, I like Amy and Lifetime once in a while when there's something really trippy on there like that Russian prison thing I watched with Bill Curtis. But I watch sports and women will not sit and watch sports. And then they blame us. The guys that were, were, you know, asses and everything else and lazy and, and slobs and all this stuff. But it's like, no, 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 honey, your shows suck. But I'll watch them with you, and then I still get crap. And then you're sitting there watching sports, and you're a dick. Okay, now I don't buy that. But let me tell you how the NBA works. I don't know anybody that watches the NBA except black people. And they're a fine group. I love the NBA, but I know that they're not sitting around watching Tom Gugliotta play. There is no racial bigotry here. I'm serious. That's not saying anything bad at all. The the kids, um, they love the NBA kids. And they love the clothing. And that's really good because everyone that wears it gets killed. If you wear NBA attire in the inner city, you're dead. They'll yank it right off your body and shoot you dead. And if you don't think so, I can name 50 cases in Chicago in the last 10 years that it's happened. That's like the center, the headquarters for murder, for uh, Nike and starter jackets. I used to wear a starter jacket, my my, uh, Penguins one, to work in Chicago on Wacker and State at the Stouffer Riv. I ran the health club like numbers of years ago when I was covering the Blackhawks. I'd cover the Blackhawks at night, and by morning, I'd run that hell. And I'd walk in there. I'd scare for my life. Four in the morning, walking in downtown on Wacker and State, and all that's there are heroin addicts and gangs. I just don't get into the NBA. Somebody's got to convince me that it's cool. What's cool about it? Watching Peter Vesey and John Sally and, and Hannah Storm, they are the worst studio threesome I have ever seen. I don't care how cool John Sally is. I know Peter Vesey's a dead because that dude gets in fights in toy stores. Fact. He got arrested for beating up some dude in F.W. Schwartz in Seattle last year. Now look, two years ago, whatever. I don't like him anyway. He starts rumors in the paper. He's never right. And she, laughing to their pitiful jokes, is just horrible. I'd rather watch Kenny Mayne scream at me. That dude, they got to lower his mic down to his package because he's got it right up on his lapel, and he screams every other word. You think I'm loud. You think I talk too much. You think I'm painful. At least I don't go like this. Roger Maris! Race driving! That's an eagle! Dude, you're an ace.
Quit screaming at us, you wussy. Who thinks you're good? I thought you were cool until I heard you. Thank God for that magazine. I'll never watch your ass again, you fam. To light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got to tell you um, a couple of things. It's true about Kenny Mayne, and I got nothing against Kenny Mayne. And I, the first time I saw him, I thought the dude was A, excited about sports, B, into it, uh, C, you know, young and, and into doing what he's doing and everything and fired up and all this. But somebody's got it. You mean to tell me I'm the only person in the world that knows that that dude uh, pikes out on the mic every night of the week, every other uh, segment? I mean, they got to get somebody in there has to realize that the dude is, uh, I mean, when I did that into the mic a minute ago, that had to have hurt your ears. Literally make it wreck your car. But that dude, I mean, I drop what I'm doing. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm eating uh, ice cream, I choke. He's... Just, they got to lower that mic of his. My God. And let me tell you what they're doing at ESPN. They're um, extorting you. They don't distribute their magazine anywhere except New York. And thus, it's a way for them to sell it. They're going to try to get people to want it and then get a subscription because that'll be the only way to get it. I went to four places twice. Four different places in two days twice eight different places and couldn't find the magazine and i'm talking about los angeles here okay we're not in romeoville okay that's outside chicago that's a northern suburb of chicago i'm not in like uh i'm not in uh naperville or i'm not in uh, warsaw indiana i'm in los angeles you couldn't find that magazine if you were nude i mean i kid you not and and so what 
and I've read it, and it's better than the network because you don't have uh, all of those dudes and their jokes that are awful. I just have killer. It's like ESPN without the dudes that suck. I mean, I've always told you who's good on there and who isn't. And uh, I'm not a critic, but I know when a dude's painful. I know I'm painful. Believe me, if I can tell you I'm painful, I know who is. And that NBC basketball show is the worst. They've got to end that. And no one watches. And thank God that they show Michael Jordan every single week. Every week. That's what we watch. Oh, and the Seattle. No one wants to watch them and their burly Grateful Dead coach. You wonder why they won't give him a contract? Because he looks like a horse's ass. He dresses like a slob. He doesn't represent them, and he's always complaining. Josh, uh, your other comments on this uh, stuff we were talking about, I forget. We were, I know we were talking about the Yankee Stadium and everything and, and the Knicks, and I started going off on that game. I mean, the Knicks won the game as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, what are they going to do with the Knicks about that? Well, now you're going to play the Bulls because of it. The refs robbed them. I mean, you Evans, wasn't he the guy with the Scotty Pippen foul? Maybe they should get some looser uniforms for the refs. Are their shirts and pants tight I enough? I think they're on crack. I think they should get uh, like anti-crack laws. It's like, dude, you see the dude's package running down the court. They wear these uh, spandex pants that are they're polyester. They're the worst. And those shirts they wear, I mean, can they at least look like a ref instead of those gray, like, I, those are like funeral shirts. Yeah, from the concentration camp. I th- no, I think that the NBA is flat-out bunk, and I love basketball. Don't get me wrong. I love basketball, but there's nothing I hate worse than watching these teams I mean, I don't understand it. It's a showboat, one-on-one league. There's no defense played, but by three or four teams play defense. Do you know how many bad teams there are in the NBA and how many good teams there are? There's like five good teams that are, and three of those aren't even good enough to win the title. They're just good. Well, I mean, the league's Knicks, horrible. Let's face it. The Knicks it. got robbed of embarrassing Pat Riley. The Knicks, aren't, the, the Knicks aren't even worthy of the playoffs. Because they, they, they lost should let four game. teams in each side. Screw this eight. I mean, they the, lost Ewing. Well, yeah, Ewing has been gone all year. And talk about him coming back isn't going to be effective either because yeah. this guy's no more going to be effective with a uh, – They could still be uh, Riley. He's not supposed to be playing basketball, and they're all lying to themselves. Who are they trying to kid like he's going to come back and win him a title? They never won the freaking title when they had him in there healthy. Their best chance was with the Rockets, and they blew that. Then last year they played so dumb in that game six against Miami. I think the Five. Knicks are horrible. I think Van Gundy will be fired. Someone's got to take the fall for their – me- I mean, their mediocrity is just staggering. Was they have their best player. I agree. All right, Yank in New York. Oh, oh. Hey, Yank, oh, hold on a minute. I didn't realize. Oh, he's at the forum? Just hold on one more, Yankle. You're up next. I got to do this because um, I owe the feds money. Some old U2. Bum, 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 bum. All right, let's go to uh, Brad Hirsch at the pond. The Avalanche and the Ducks are playing, and uh, I don't even uh, have any clue. So what's up? Well, it's 2-1 to one at the end of the uh, second period. The Avalanche took the lead on Adam Foote's goal, and uh, that's pretty much where we stand. It's been a lot of penalties, a lot of people beating each other up, a lot of frustration from both teams. So Severin scored for the Ducks, and uh, the Avalanche uh, really essentially, they, they want to win this game tonight because they can't keep losing. Yeah, they really can't go into the playoffs uh, 
with this massive losing streak. I mean, they got this like black cloud just hanging over them. They really need to get a win out of here tonight, especially with the next few games against San Jose, who's playing pretty good, and Detroit, who's obviously playing real well. I sense from watching games, and they've been awful, one after the next, doesn't matter who's playing. I sense that uh, teams that are in and locked into the playoffs are, th are literally just throwing games. I mean, they look so flat, the NHL teams, because of the Olympic break. I have never seen anything like some of the dull, scoreless, miserable, awful uh, outputs I've seen. I, the perfect example is the Avalanche. Six straight losses. There is no way this team would lose six in a row with the talent they have. I think they're just laying down and waiting for the season to end to get uh, healthy for the playoffs. They're just literally using fourth lines to uh, slack. Man, I... You know, I, I would agree with you, except that in the case of the Avalanche, even just in watching the game uh, on Saturday against Los Angeles, man, Crawford just looked absolutely tweaked. He was pissed, not happy. Patrick Waugh just doesn't like to lose. Well, I think it's because he's mad at the players. The money goaltender, but I don't think that guy just likes to lose at all. I think he doesn't like to lose, and I think he knows they're uh, laying down, and he's pissed. Yeah, that could be, but i got to tell you this that in between the first and second period, this has been like the greatest part of the night. In between the first and second period, you know how they have that like mite hockey, that like midget hockey? Yeah, stuff? yeah. So, so they got the, the Disney on ice midget hockey team playing, the Ducks and the, the Ducks against the Ducks or whatever, these eight-year-old kids. Right. So nobody scores a goal and the buzzer sounds and these kids just start beating each other up. Just a huge fight with these little eight-year-old kids. It was great. So there was a brawl on the ice. Oh, man, little eight-year-old kids beating each other up. Glad to see the NHL marketing is paying off. Yeah. Uh, we got to get all the kids fighting, too. You know what? If it was just the NHL, that'd be one thing. But how great is that? I mean, it was like Disney on ice with little eight-year-olds beating each other up. That's funny. I think, that, I think the league should take a real good look at these last couple of weeks of hockey because I've been thoroughly uh, embarrassed and turned off by it. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, I think a good example of what's going on in the NHL is, is the avalanche, like we've talked about. I mean, losers of five straight, uh, and this is a team that, you know, automatically gets the second bid, uh, the second seed in the West because they're the division leader in a really bad Pacific division. Look at the we've Penguins. All year, how weak the Pacific is. And the St. Louis Blues, who are playing actually pretty decent hockey, are going to have more points uh, than the Avalanche are at the end of the year and are going to be seated lower than them. It's not right. I think the Blues will probably beat the Kings. And uh, it's because, you know, they've won 12, 13 games since the break. And some teams are, are hustling. And I'd say 70% of them are. The Penguins are playing awful hockey. They haven't won a game on the road and uh, forever in a month and they well they won in Tampa Bay four to one but on a Saturday two weeks ago but that doesn't matter yeah, uh, not, not only are they playing bad hockey but now they got Yaga who's you know who's crying and whining again about uh, Kevin Constantine and what he thinks of that coaching staff I told people at the beginning of the year that this guy would leave Pittsburgh and that he'd be unhappy without Lemieux and everybody laughed at me I don't care what kind of contract they gave him uh, Yager is not going to be happy if he's not scoring and if he's not the center of attention and he's not playing with Lemieux. And I think that this defensive system has got him pissed off. And I also believe right now he's playing with a broken bone in his hand. I think he is because he has not scored jack since that slash. You know, and, he, and he thinks, I mean, his excuse for that is that Constantine 
uh, according to Yager, puts him, he's put him on a checking line and rather long, you know, centering that line. It's not a checking line, but, you know, Yager's not scoring goals, so he's whining, and Constantine's such a hard ass. I think you know? it's the first time he's never scored, so he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, that, that could very well be the case, but this is the wrong time to be going backwards. I'd hate to be him in the playoffs because um, if I'm playing them, it, first of all, he can't beat Ottawa. No and if, if, if Ottawa gets up against him, the first thing I'd do in game one is try to kill him. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, they, you know, that's their team right there besides Ron Francis, you know. It, it, and without it, Francis and Yager on that same line, they're dead. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, buddy. I totally agree with you. All right, 2-1 uh, Avalanche. Maybe if anything happens between now and uh, 10 West Coast, you give me a jingle. You got it, brother. I'll talk to you. All right, I hate saying jingle. Um, can I get uh, Yankel in? Yankel's at the forum. The Kings are beating up on the Flames. Yango, what are you doing out here in L.A.? I came here for the Passover holiday. That is awesome. I'm thankful of uh, Sunday night. Yeah, now uh, now today uh, you go to the game. What, tell me about this hockey game. Uh, Glenn Murray just scored his first career hat trick. Uh, he had a shorthand to go also in, the, uh, in, the first, in this period. It was tied 1-1. They Both teams came out pretty good with some good passing in the first period. It was tied 1-1 after the first. But then he had um, the team started, you know, messing around a little bit, and they had some hits. There was one fight in the, in the second period. We just got underway in the third period. How many uh, does Glenn Murray have close to 25, 30 goals now? Uh, I believe it's 29. 29. He was at 25 last week. That is incredible to Glenn Murray. I think it's the best year of his career. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, it's possible. I mean, I don't follow the Kings that much. I just came out here to the game with a couple of friends of mine. But I'm looking over here at the arena. It's a pretty nice place. I mean, considering how old it is and they have, like, here, the seats are, like, half empty. The fans here aren't, like, I guess, you know, they don't come out. To Nobody see. cares about hockey in Los Angeles. Is, is that I, right? I, I did an MTV story today. Uh, it was on MTV Live at, at uh, 6, and it was about, uh, the you know, the, really the NHL. But I did it from the Kings practice. And, um, you know, I just don't know anybody. That advertisement, I saw you on um, MTV Sports. I saw like a commercial or something you did over here. I saw it on the uh, Diamond Vision here. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that's all about. What do you mean? Um, I saw like a little thing for MTV Sports, and you were there like you you were speaking to the Kings coach and a couple of the players and uh, advertising for MTV Sports uh, thing you do. And they ran that in? uh, In the forum, right. Wow, what? On the scoreboard? Yes. God damn, you can't beat that. No, you can't, and I was thinking of you, and I was like, excited. I was Tell him I said God bless. I was messing around with Rod Blake and Sean O'Donnell and, and, and uh, Robinson. Right, Robinson. Right. Oh, that's that's killer. Hey, Yankel, um, it's good hearing from you, dude. I'm glad you're out here. When are you going back? I'm going back next Sunday night. Oh, well, maybe we'll see you in here this week. Is that possible? I can stop by maybe Tuesday night or Wednesday because I might be going to Vegas tomorrow and then my friends are going to Disney on Wednesday. Yeah, we know. they've raised prices at Disney. I'm going to let Anderson talk to you, but we're going to make sure that you don't bother me. I'll let him come in. I like your ankle. It's just that um, I can't have him leave this time and go back and, like, start up all this stuff about him having jobs and everything. I'm like, I think he's the best live guy from New York with that taste, but uh, he flipped out on me the last time. I think he tried to kidnap my family. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more.
You know what I mean? 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 Hey, look who it is, the uh, fabulous uh, artist formerly known as J-Rock. What up, dog? What's up, J-Rock? What's happening, brother man? Hey, what's up with the Yankee? Is it, uh, have they decided to um, tear down the building tonight? New York Spankies? Yo, I think it's a conspiracy. Yeah, there's somebody pulling bricks out of the wall. You know what I think? I think George Steinbrenner did it on purpose, for real. I believe it. It's based on the fact that that brisk commercial out has a bat hidden him in the head. Junkyard, kid, for real. What's up, J-Rock? Yo, dog, when you gonna be in New York? Uh, the week of June 22nd, I'm doing a bash for Yens in Manhattan somewhere. And and then I'm gonna do uh, MTV Live, and then I'm gonna do, uh, I'm booked on Letterman. So, yo, let me bust your man down with my numbers. Get uh, J-Rock's number so we can party with him. I want to party with him when we go to New York. Yeah, I know it's in June, so we've got another uh, yo, we whatever. we got a lot of time for me to bore people with uh, hearing it. But I try not to say it too much. I just say that I'm going to be on it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what day it is that I'm going on with Letterman, but I know that uh, when I'm out there, I'm going to try to uh, rob as many people as I can. Where? Yeah, I just, I'm a pickpocket. I'll help you. I'm quick. So what have you been doing? Watching the Mets? They're going to play two games there Wednesday. The Yankee game with the Angels and then yeah, the Mets man, and Cubs. Yeah, bring them spankies in our whole home, man. What's wrong with them? Yeah, I know that they're a bunch of hoes. I want them dirty spanks in our house. Hey, what's up? They won. Uh, uh, they lost their first three and then they won a bunch of games, but the Mets have been solid. Uh, would they get washed out today? Yeah, they got rain. Yo, I was so vexed. But I'm saying, yo, just one J-Rock! Hey, tell me about the Knicks. They are so bunk. Why are people talking about the Knicks all day about that game? What is it going to do? Bring it back? I got a little rhyme. I got a little rhyme for the Knicks. All oh, right? all right, here we go. J-Rock. The New York Knicks are acting like they're playing like chicks, and they're throwing up bricks, and they're licking mad. <laughs> I can't say that. Oh, heavens to Betsy. That is just, a, that's clearly a, you know, if we had that reading here at uh, one of our local restaurants, we might be able to make some money. <laughs> Words, huh? Hey, hey, um, when the Rangers stopped playing hockey two months ago, did anyone care? Oh, God, you know, I, I stopped caring. Tell me about the uh, yellow. Anyway, J-Rock, I got to go. Anyway, 800 bench 29. Why am I hanging out? Because the cops are here. What do you want? No, dude, I already got that thing fixed. I got a lawyer. Yellow teeth. 800 bench, 29. Let's get some people in that way. Well, what happened was J-Rock's like the greatest dude in the world, and um, he started flipping out. I think he was beating his uh, sister up at the moment. Right at the end there. You well, you may have heard it. Rick heard it. Rick, you could tell in Montreal that J-Rock was about to beat up his sister. Yeah, he was starting to decompose there. <laughs> he was decomposing at the end there with a little, there was a little rift, uh, some language. I heard a punch. There was uh, screaming. I think there was some hair pulling. Exactly. Anyway, so what's up, buddy, in Montreal? I said tonight on the air, uh, and you probably didn't hear it, but um, I, I, I can't even imagine. I was talking about all the teams that suck in hockey, and, and the Canadians don't suck, but they stink. Uh, they are not as good as they were. They, they don't matter. No one cares about them anymore. The, the first thing I did when I grew up was see the Montreal stories. The, they're not a factor anymore, and the original six, all these teams, uh, they just don't matter. And I know they don't matter to you because you want to talk about Pedro Martinez. Yeah, people are more concerned with baseball now, and it's funny because people are bored with hockey. And well, they're, they're bored they're with baseball. To, they're awful to watch, and they're, they're not uh, constructing the team to win. They don't want to win anymore. And what about up there? There's no one that wants to play there, let alone play in that city. Teams don't want to go there because it's torture to play and, and hang out there for four days. I, I think Montreal's a great city, but what I'm saying is playing in that ballpark with that team, it's like going to Louisville. It's really tough, and I don't think they're going to get the new ballpark done. I think no way. Is like, uh, With what? They don't spend money. I know. They're, there's no money in this city. And this Canadians don't have any money right now. With the dollar being what it is, why would they go build a baseball stadium when they can't even uh, bring 30 into the one they play in? 
Exactly. And even the Canadians are, are cutting their budget. Uh, they're being careful with money with the exchange. I mean, they're losing 45% on the dollar. I know. It's like, what is it, 70 cents? I talked to F.P. Santangelo, my buddy. He's a great baseball player, but I know for a fact he likes playing baseball, but um, I don't think he likes playing there anymore. Well, when you're getting rid of guys, I mean, we have, we've got to be rid of enough guys the last uh, four years for two, for two championship teams. Pedro Martinez, Lansing, I could, uh, Lou, I could keep going. And, you know, what I want to talk to you about, I don't know what you, what you heard uh, during the trade talks for uh, Martinez, but we've got nothing for this guy. We've got Carl Pavano, who's injury-prone. I can't believe that Fred Clare wouldn't have given them the moon to get uh, Martinez back. What's the story with that? I think that um, a lot of people believe that uh, Pavano is going to be a great player. But, um, like you said, he's, you know, sitting there flat, doing nothing, injured. Lottie dies, had some problems, but the guy that uh, matters uh, in Canada, I mean, I guess in terms of fun to watch, I know that the uh, Jays want to get Matt Stairs, and I know that they've been trying to get Matt Stairs. They did in the offseason. The A's don't want to get rid of him, but the guy that I think is the key in, in Canada is uh, Jose Cruz Jr. He's the best player to watch play out there, but uh, just like hockey, um, none of the teams in Canada matter, and I think that the league, the NHL, made a big mistake in ruining the league by letting it come south because in the U.S., no one cares about hockey, but they think that they do. They think that the money's here, but when none of the teams are making any money they're wrong and expansion won't work they should have expanded up there if anywhere people love hockey but uh the nhl is in shambles right now and i'm the first to admit it and i don't want to be the first to admit it but it really is good hearing from you in montreal rick about 17 minutes left or something i gotta go to the bathroom bad some exciting stats came out today 28 percent of 9 to 12 year olds were offered drugs this year uh, compared to 24 percent last year uh, children's exposure to dope um is now at 14% as opposed to 7% five years ago. 43% of parents believe uh, that it's possible that their kid could find pot easily. Well, that and guns, <laughs> dad. And then uh, one third of parents said they thought that their children viewed dope as harmful and that their kids wouldn't smoke. Uh, good one. Yeah, okay, if your parents believe that, then you know they're dumb, then you should just start sneaking out now because if they're that dumb, then um, what are they doing? Oh, yeah, they're home at breakfast teaching them about sex, right? Sure. You know what they do? They yell at them and tell them how miserable they are and worthless. And that does you a lot of good. No wonder the kids listen to Pharrell. I tell it like it is, and, it, and all the kids are like, Aah! Parents hate me, but they all listen, too, with, like, little ear pieces and wires going up their underwear uh, into work, you know? I got a lot of, like, President Clinton listens to me. He came in here one night, and he left me a note. He said, um, I left him one. I said, you the man. And then he wrote me one that said, Pharrell, I listened to you on JFK. You do suck, Bill. I got it framed. Anyway, this dude was at the uh, Twins game tonight. I swear to you that this game was freaky. 13 to 12, the Devil Rays beat the, uh, that's the Tampa Bay Devil Rays? Yeah, Tampa Bay, it's in Florida. Uh-huh, the Gulf side? Uh-huh, yes, they have a baseball team now. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, you go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I know how it is being a Lightning fan and all. Just kidding. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that I don't think the Lightning are going to make it down there. They can't even figure out what to do. They got this new arena night, and no one goes. No one cares. They lose every night. They lost tonight, 3-2. Ottawa beat them, and Carolina lost. That means Carolina's dead, basically. They're not eliminated officially, but they're dead. They're meat. I think the Blackhawks are meat, too. Uh, Mark, he was at the game 13-12, to 12, man. That's, a, that's crazy. Bro, was the Vikings under the Buccaneers? No, wait, wait. Didn't Flaude Revez kick that winning field goal? Oh, my God, I was wondering, you know, I don't know how many years it took our expansion Bucks to score 13 points. I'll say this. Tampa Bay is better than Arizona in record-wise in, in the sense that I thought yesterday was terrific. Watching Alvarez and Roberto Hernandez give Reinsdorf the finger, getting a win in the save, and Dave Martinez a home run. Three guys that he just sent pack and came back to haunt him. Reinsdorf's a pain. It was home run derby tonight, eight of them tonight. Who hit him? Uh, I don't even remember. Sorrento hit one. 
Uh, oh, my McCracken almost. McCracken is a god. Yeah, he's a tough little ball player. Perfect for an expansion club. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I tell you what, man, it's a good time. I tell you, with the Lightning sucking up the way they are, I mean, it's just prime time. But uh, we've been waiting for baseball so long. Have you sat in those seats, the, the seats with the computers? Yeah, you believe uh, 15 grand for the year, brother. Oh, to, to uh, sit in those? We, oh, yeah. We sat down there. We moved down like in the 13th. Oh, so you sit in those seats. No, yeah, I did once the uh, the people that, that had to go to work tomorrow. What was the today. what was the what was the TV screen like? It's pretty cool. It's one of those touchstones where you press it, as your finger activates, you can get different uh, camera angles, you can get different TV channels and stats and stuff. Does it give pitch uh, locations and? It gives everything, bro. The only thing it doesn't do is pay for your beers. And they sell cars at that ballpark inside. It's like a mall, right? They got a cigar bar. They got everything. I I'll tell you what. The hey, they said cigars today. Last week they did a big thing. If you even uh, put one in your mouth, uh, they say your chances of getting cancer are seven times greater than if you were to smoke a pack of smokes. That's crazy. They say that the juices off of those leaves are just toting carcinogens. And then if you inhale them, which I did for seven years, it makes your poop green. Give me a give me a <laughs> oh, I thought it was funny. Well. Brett, you can do whatever you want with that. Uh, anyway, Mark. <laughs> You rock, brother. We're heading home, and I'm tired as hell. We've been drinking since 4.30. Oh, great. Uh, don't hit my family. You miserable. Hey, I still love the mom that broke her kid out of the maximum security prison in the Everglades. She drove through in a Peterbilt, knocked over three fences with razors all over them, and the son and, her, and his lover gets away. Well, yeah, they just met a few years ago. They're just really into each other now from a, from a rear point of view. And then... Um, the fact is, is that they got away, got busted later, killing some other dude in a car wreck. The mom weighs about 350, and she's going to do time with him. Apparently, she's going to be the head chef at the maximum security facility. Hey, can you imagine doing time, doing life in the Everglades? Let me tell you something about how hot it is down there. It's so freaking hot in the Alligator Alley that the alligators don't even have sex. All right, let's uh, get Spoiler George in. I didn't even, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I didn't even know that uh, he was there because I'm, I'm crazy. But Spoiler George, NASCAR was off. They're coming back uh, Martinsville this week, Saturday and Sunday. They'll run again. So I was forced to watch the uh, Argentina Grand Prix, and uh, Schumacher got lucky at the end, and he did a, he wrecked on the track, and he went out into the grass, and he spun out, and at the last second, he beat uh, Heba Heineken. The guy's name's Hockenen. Hockenen, a Luber, a Heineken Luber. And, anyway, George. Hey, you break pedal, Scott. Whoever's got the brakes at the 5.36-mile track this week in Martinsville, it's a drag strip, two long straightaways and small concrete turns. Whoever's got the brakes left over here, she'll, uh, she'll win this one. you got to save the brakes. You RGSPN, they always show the brake rotors down here at this race, how they'll get flamed red-orange like a charbroil grill. You cook on, because they, they run real hot here. And Wallace won that one down there two years ago. That's the first one they ever picked on your show right. two years ago. And then... uh. Hey, I just had one story to tell you. I used to work in a hamburger joint. Yeah. And uh, in 79, we went there and got out in 94. Worked with my old man in a 76 Chevrolet Malibu four-door. Gas pedal got stuck. It was a hole in the wall hamburger joint. It came crashing through the wall in a Pepsi-Cola box, an old one that used to be on the floor, and I them new ones with the glass doors. It, was, it, it got smashed against the cash register. We had a small counter there. And if I had been sitting right there where I usually was, instead of fixing two hot dogs, it would have smashed my legs out. It came all the way through the building, and it recoiled back. Hey, oh, that's right. So, like, we went and saw this uh, restaurant next door, and yeah. the car went through the restaurant. Huh? I kid you not, it went right through the restaurant. There is uh, everything in it. If you were eating in the restaurant, you were dead. It that's went right. all the way back to the kitchen like the guy didn't like the food or something. Well, this here was just a small hamburger joint. Man, my old man, 74, he said, turn around. And it happened so fast, for real. You don't know what happened. And my arm got scraped from one of the cement blocks. Oh, my God, George. And you've never been the same. Ryan in D.C., I got to wrap it up. I, I hate to cut people off, but... 
Scotty. Hey, hey, Ryan. What's going on? In the 69th minute of chilling, Ryan, it's a perfect fit for you. Yes, sir. You're the man. Hey, oh, by the way, Curtis Martin, he extends his deal. He, he takes an option or something. He's 2002 with the Jets. Chris Warren signs with the Cowboys. Like I told you, they uh, would sign him last week. Three years, $2 million. And Madano, a six-year deal with the Stars. Essentially, it's a three-year deal because he's got three left, so six more years in uh, Dallas. And he was playing great before the injury, $43.5 million. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I, you know, the game was meaningless tonight with the Caps shutting out the Islanders. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it looks good. The well, overall picture, you know. Well, they're in the playoffs, so you can't ask for anything more. But, I mean, if you think you can win with just uh, Peter Bondra and, and scoring a goal and, and Connor Walchuk having an assist every other night, you're, you're crazy. And I don't even think that they have what it takes um, in terms of depth. I mean, lines. They don't have any uh, serious uh, threats besides, uh, you know, I mean, Kolzig is, is tough, but I don't think he can do it because I don't think their defense is that impressive in front of him. Uh, the Pacers beat the Bulls tonight in Chicago, and Carolina lost. Ottawa won. Forget about Carolina. And in baseball, the Dodgers beat the Astros. Colorado a winner. San Diego. Mets were canceled. So were the Yankees because of the pillar that fell. Kansas City big over Toronto. Texas 10-1 over Detroit. That 13-12 Tampa Bay score was crazy. Good night for the crew. I'm out of here. Base. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.